and positivity, everyone. It's Takesha of Native Nubian Wellness, and you are watching another session of Black Women Who Blaze, a platform who provides a safe space for Black women to consume, commune, and collaborate, and provides visibility of us in the cannabis space. Today's featured guest is, you know, a wonderful connection that I made via social media, and I'm so glad that you reached out. Um, she is international. She is a cannabis chef, educator, and advocate who takes a low THC approach when cooking with cannabis. Grateful for the plant and its benefits, Nicole founded Faded Living to connect people to the magic of herbs and work to normalize the use of cannabis. She helps to break down the stigmas with infused cooking workshops, recipes, dining experiences, and her podcast, Faded Living and Friends, which I'm excited about as well. Nicole's passion for the plant allows her to create a faded lifestyle. I love that. That brings balance, wellness, and enlightenment and change. Thank you, Nicole Hines, for joining me today. I appreciate your time. How are you? Um, how are you doing this morning? I am doing so well, Takesha. Thank you so much for having me on your platform. Um, good morning, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get started with where you're located, because I did say you are international. So where on the planet do you reside? Yes, I am in Canada and I am in um, Vancouver, BC. So I'm on the West Coast of Canada. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so we, you know, are aware, some of us are aware that in the industry, but is Canada adult use? Is it fully legal throughout the whole uh, country? Um, how, yeah. how are you able to access the plant? For sure. So it is federally legal um, on the uh, medical and uh, adult use or recreational side. So from coast to coast, it is completely legal to consume cannabis. So you can access it in many different ways. We have, of course, dispensaries that um, also many of them now offer uh, delivery service as well. And then if you're a medical patient, you can also access the dispensaries um, just you know, because the products are in many cases the same, or you can also um, purchase online directly through a licensed producer and then um, you can make wow. a purchase there. Yeah. And then they wow. get delivered to your home. Right, right, right. Now that is, I like that concept of being able to go direct to consumer if you're a producer, instead yes. of, you know, having a third party. It's nice to have your products and things if you want in a dispensary. So, you know, everyone can get, but it is also a good idea, especially for medicinal patients and people who need it on a consistent basis and, and not just, oh, what do I feel like today, but they want some consistency in their product to be able to go directly to the producer. Um, mm -hmm. I think that concept is something that here in the U.S. they should consider, um, you know, as they begin to, you know, the states roll begin. things out. Exactly. Yes, 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 yes. And so um, I love the uh, faded living and yeah. um, concept, like, you know, just the, we, we understand that, you know, the slang of being faded. Faded, exactly. <laughs> Live that life all day, every day. I mean, honestly, my whole thing has been like, um, well, the plant has been, uh, so magical to me on so many levels right and I've been consuming for like decades at least over 25 years but my 
my connection with the plant has been different throughout the years, right? So in the beginning stages, it was like, you know, experimentation and it was like all about the fun. And as time progressed, I realized like all cannabis use is really therapeutic use, to be honest with you. Like, in my opinion, like I am sometimes using it because I have pain in my back. Sometimes I'm using it because I want to relax. Sometimes I'm using it because I want to get creative. Sometimes I'm using it because I just want to have fun. Like there's just so many elements to the plant that I do quite love. Um, and so the concept of the, the business is to show people that you can create a lifestyle around the plant. And it isn't just um, only getting quote unquote high, but it is the fact that you can um, consume the cannabis topically. You know, um, to me, a topical is still consumption in, in some form, right? Your skin is still getting the benefits. You are getting some reprieve for whatever the reason is, right? Uh, and um, you can consume it by drinking it. You know, you can consume it by um, wearing it. Like, let's not forget that hemp is, is you know, part of the family. Yeah. And, um, you know, you can wear hemp clothing. You actually can build structures and homes with hempcrete. So that's the whole idea is that um, I'm all about creating the lifestyle where it's, I would love to be in, um, I would love to uh, come to a position where my home is built like out of hempcrete, uh, you know, a lot of the linens and clothing that I wear is hemp. And then, of course, I'm consuming the plant, not just in its dried form, but in its fresh form, too. Yes, yes, yes. And and that it just opens up, you know, so many different pathways for people to be involved in, they would say, the cannabis space and industry. Even if you are an interior designer or you, you know, textiles, you're, you know, those type of designs, you design clothes. Um, just being more aware now of the times where I was creating hemp jewelry and mm. um and, and using hemp seed oil and not really not really associating it with you know cannabis because of how they you know I, I would say purposely separated it to make it seem as if it wasn't the same plant and in the same family, you know. Right, so, right. Um, but so, yes, to be able to speak to that under the umbrella of faded living and all these different ways to incorporate it in your life um, is is definitely um, important and a good idea. Yeah, thank oh. you. And I, I actually like one of the main like things that I focus on the most is food, because I find that um, food speaks to a lot of people. People aren't usually afraid of food and it, you know, speaks to people who are brand spanking new, who want to get um, connected to the plant. And then also for people who have been um, consuming for many years, it, you know, sometimes this is something that they want to try out as well. So that's one of the reasons why I started off with food, because it isn't as scary uh, I think that there's still a lot of stigma, even in a country that is um, federally legal. There is still a lot of people who ha are following the old narratives of um, the plant. And, you know, when they used to call it the devil's lettuce and all that kind of stuff, like there are people who still believe that narrative. And so I find that with food and especially working with low THC, it's a great introduction to the plant. And then um, understanding that you know, it's kind of up to you to create your relationship with the plant, 
you know, right. not every not everybody consumes in the same way. We all have our own endocannabinoid system, which means that we each individual interacts with cannabinoids differently, right? So uh, it's one of those, um, it's something where you actually get to take control of how you want it to work with you, as opposed to, you know, being prescribed something and then just consuming it based on what somebody else told you to do. Right, right. And even in that, you know, uh, the way prescriptions are um, given, you know, opioids or whatever, prescription meds, is still flawed because, you know, even if you're not talking about cannabis specifically in your endocannabinoid system, you know that each person is an individual. So mm -hmm. to be, so, you know, prescribing something, you know, a general uh, blanketed prescription for everything that, that, that you have to offer someone's condition is to me flawed, you know? So just learning, I think the, I guess, traditional medicine uh, industry can learn from how people consume cannabis. They can see how, okay, you know, now that they're becoming more aware of the ECS, um, which mm -hmm. is the endocannabinoid system, now that, you know, it'll help them to see that, okay, being at this system kind of um, regulates all the other systems in our bodies. Mm -hmm. And this person is coming to me with a circulatory issue and I'm going to prescribe yes. something specific to that. Let me be, let me look, let me help them identify some areas in their ECS that may be deficient mm -hmm. and ways to bring that into balance with um, cannabis and without, you know, there's ways to balance it with and without. And so I love that you uh, journeyed into infusing food um, as well, because yeah, it is scary. People are scared of edibles as well. And I've noticed, you know, yeah, <laughs> I found that people are really scared of edibles, but I, and I realized that like edibles and cooking with cannabis in my brain usually has like two different intentions yes. you know I find that edibles at least like back in the day edibles it was to get you really lit really high like you know if you think of like stories about like you know um brownies infused brownies or cookies you know like back then like you know you're really tasting the cannabis and trust me I I do love the taste of cannabis in food I don't try to mask it but I do remember back in the day that that was the intent of an edible right like it was like you get this one cookie and it's going to be jacked up with cannabis and you're just going to be like on another plateau whereas um, my whole approach to it is like because regardless if you've been a consumer for 50 years or 40 years or whatever or you just started eating does affect everybody differently as well because I mean the cannabis is processed differently like it's going through your liver I believe right so it is going to affect everybody differently some people don't get affected at all some people are super super sensitive even though they can smoke all day every day yeah. and things of that nature so the whole cooking concept is like I'm not cooking with it every day to get lit every day right like it's part of my nourishment I'm not trying to overindulge there but it does adding a little to it and even you know creating um dishes with CBD I feel like it's super therapeutic for me and it does create a layered effect for somebody who does smoke all the time right. so it gives you a little bit of that body 
kind of comfort <laughs> is what I like to call it. While, you know, when I smoke, like I said, you know, I do it for so many different reasons, but sometimes I'm smoking even just to create. Like that's the whole reason why I wanted to smoke because I got to write something or I want to think of a recipe or, you know, or put together a video or something like that. But then my body also might be a little bit sore. So by making like having um, an infused breakfast, let's say like one of the things, friends that I'm going to be doing soon um, is I want to infuse maple syrup so that I can have, you know, my infused waffles, pancakes, etc. And the idea is not to get me so heavily dosed so that I can't function throughout the, the day. It's to work along with the other ways that I consume. Because I do like yeah. to drink it. I take sprays sometimes. Like I like to do a lot of different different things. Yes, yes, yes. And there's so many things in what you said, um, especially the difference between cooking with cannabis and then you, the edibles you might be able to purchase, you know, cooking with cannabis definitely takes some research and developing and being able to add it into the, the foods that you like to eat um, and incorporate it properly and, and find out your, your right dosing and stuff like that. That takes time. But I know there's some people who are unable to you know, do that type of work and they may need uh, edible an edible and they don't want it to taste so medicinal. So they may go to a dispensary or producer and get something at high dosage um, because they, they're dealing with an, an enormous amount of chronic pain or some type of terminal illness where they need the high dose uh, because edibles is, it, to me, is the longest lasting Oh, 100%. Right? 100%. 100%. And that's the beauty of it. I should interject because in Canada, um, in the legal market, the maximum amount of THC in an edible is actually 10 milligrams. Um, there, Yeah, there are other products on the market that fall like, you know, it's like edible adjacent kind of yeah. like mint strips or lozenges or things like that, where you might be able to get like a whole package of a hundred milligrams because each piece is 10 milligrams. Mm -hmm. But theory, like for the most part, edibles are a maximum of 10 milligrams per package. So yeah. if there are like five gummies in there, that means that each gummy is only two milligrams per. Wow. And wow. That's idea. good for you. Yeah. And I, the, I, and now I get it because I've worked in dispensaries as well, both before legalization and then after. And I understand that back to that endocannabinoid system is that people who have never touched the plant before, let's say they're 39, 52, whatever, even, you know, younger, whatever, it doesn't really matter. Um, but like they never touched the plant before. I have served customers that would come back and say a two milligram gummy really affected them. Yes. I, I mean, it can affect me too, depending on where I'm at, you know, uh, set and setting, obviously, and what, what it is that, you know, I even said the time of the month, you know, right. you know, if, if my tolerance is lower, you know, exactly. during a certain time of the month, you know, I'm starting to be able to notice that because of the way I track my consumption. And yes. so you, you're right, the legal uh, market or the rec, even here in Connecticut, you are not able to get past a certain amount of milligrams in your edible. 
This right. is true. But right. for medicinal patients and those who yes. hold the license, you can get a higher dosage. Um, and that is important to me too, that um, medical patients do have access to higher doses because number one, cannabis is not cheap. Like these products are not cheap, right? And so if somebody is, you know, um, battling cancer, you know, just like uh, um, illnesses that require high doses of THC, I think it's important to have products available where it's already in there so that somebody's not buying 10 packages of this and five packages. Like who has the ability to afford all of that? Yes, know? yes. And so even with learning through uh, Faded Living, and the lifestyle with the workshops, or even through my own business, Native Nubian Wellness, you can learn how to also uh, create cannabis dishes, right? But also make it cost effective because we know the, uh, you know, it's it's it, you know it, it costs. It's not free. Number yeah. one, most of these places, unless you're growing it yourself, yes. And if you don't have access to growing it yourself, you know, it's hard to find compassionate programs that provide. Uh, or gift cannabis. And so, and then it's not covered by insurances, right. even though it's a prescribed by a medical provider. So, you you know, you want to make it cost effective. And oftentimes you, you know, you can't really pay $27 for two cookies. You know, that's, that's the thing constantly, like when you have to use right. this, like several times a day, because right. you have flare up several times a day, or sometimes, like you said, you know, when we're on our moon cycle, like the especially you know um women who face endometriosis like that type of the month can be like extremely uh you know an uncomfortable type of the month so right. of course you're going to need an, an intense uh, amount of thc at that time so yeah i do try to to show people how to do it so that they can stretch their dollar um in canada we we do have the ability even through the recreational market to grow um four plants i believe so uh, it is then uh, on top of that, based on like if you're renting or not, you have to also think of that because not all um, spaces where you are a renter will okay. allow that. But if you own your own space, you do have the ability to grow four plants. And then for medical um, patients, they have the ability to apply to grow even more than that. So I recommend people yeah. to learn how to grow. Um, I've done it once a few years ago. Um, I, I've learned, and that was the first time, and I've learned with the plant is that it is extremely sensitive. She's a sensitive girl. Uh, I mean, she is the feminine, but I was moving um, throughout the process. And because I moved, I found that the plants did differently after I moved and they didn't do as well as if I had been staying in the same place. So then the next year I knew I was going to move. So I didn't even bother Right, right. You know, because right. I just knew that I was pampering. You she know, she does. Right? She's not. Let me tell you, friends. I am. I was not always a um person with a green thumb, right? And even now, I'm. I'm learning. I'm. I'm embracing the fact that all things can be learned, right? Like so, because I used to be like, I can't grow anything. I'm da da da. And I'm like, yeah, of course. If you keep telling yourself you can't do something, the universe is. It's going to give you exactly that. So I changed the narrative and started to right. um, say that I'm learning and all of the things. So as I started to keep my house plants alive, I thought, oh, I can I can grow a cannabis plant. How difficult can it be? And it is it can be super simple, to be very honest with you, because back in the day, all they used to I mean, they didn't do all the things that we're doing now. Right. right. So it can be grown simply. But 
it is sensitive where the more love and attention and um, uh, connection that you make with it, the better. Right, it is, right. You know? I was I was told, and I can't wait of uh, to to really be able to dive into uh, that part of building that type of uh, symbiosis and and synergy with the plant, so it understands. Uh, who it's uh, providing for, you know what I mean? That's how be right because we know these are living beings, you exactly. know. <laughs> so we want to we want to treat it as such. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited to really dive in a little bit more about your journey. What called yeah. you to cannabis, and then we can go into all the things that you love to make and talk yeah. about the podcast. So, what called you uh, to cannabis? So it was, um, I, I think. Gosh, it's this year will be 10 years since I had this really random car accident. It was kind of like a little bit of a freak, freak accident, so to speak. But I walked away with soft tissue injuries. So that was, um, I'm thankful to be alive. But during the beginning, especially in those first five years of the accident, like it was quite painful, right? Um, I don't even think it's fully 10 years. It's going to be eight years, sorry. Because then I'm like, that doesn't make sense. So it'll be eight years this this year. But um, needless to say, like when I had the the car accident, I had to take something to help with the pain. That was just something I had to do. And I knew at that point I didn't want to take opioids. Like I wasn't even offered it mm-hmm. other than Tylenol 3s type of thing. But I knew, knew just with the way that it um, I felt and just the pain I was going through that I needed something to comfort me through throughout the the healing process and right. also the type of line of work that I was doing then is that I had uh, I was a food entrepreneur at the time I was doing something different doing a, a food, I had a food business that was like more um, Jamaican fusion um, type stuff I was in an indoor farmer's market so I was on my feet all the, all the time on concrete uh, so I needed something to kind of help with my body when it was feeling um, sore and, and painful and, and all of that. And uh, we have had a medical cannabis uh, program in Canada since I think 2000 or 2002. So um, it was known that there was the ability to become a medical cannabis patient and then um, order your cannabis and be able to use that to to support. So I was living in uh, a part of the country where I was able to get a, I was able to go to a clinic that had doctors that specifically gave you um, recommendations because they didn't want to call them prescriptions, but they gave you recommendations for uh, cannabis. And I was able to get cannabis order it through a licensed producer and have it delivered to my door. And I started to use that for um, my, uh, my healing. And I was um, like, very, very familiar with the plant. I but I had always used it more in the recreational mindset. And then it was around the time of the um, accident that I realized like, oh, cannabis, all cannabis use is therapeutic use, because even when you're trying to have a good time, like that is therapy for you. That is like creating balance for you, right? So that's when I realized like, oh, this is great. And around the time of um, the accident is when they were talking about legalization and the fact that legalization was on the recreational side was going to happen in the country. So then that's when I was like, oh, okay, legalization is happening. This plan is doing such wonders for me. Um, 
like I appreciated it even more because of the accident and what it was doing for me and how it was benefiting me. And I wanted to play in the industry. I wanted to be a part of it when legalization actually happened. And I was noticing that a lot of the big players that were, you know, really like, you know, being talked about and, you know, they were going to be making their ways in this industry were cis white men. There wasn't a lot of diversity at all. Like it was really that, that those were the players in the game. And I was like, this is an industry that's going to be brand spanking new. Nobody really, you know, yeah, we have areas of the country, specifically where I live, that had um what they called a gray market. So there was um, dispensaries right. like the city allowed for for it to operate and blah 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 but across the country it wasn't really like that we had you know this recreational industry and and all of that and I, I, I literally wanted to play a role in it and um, once legalization came to be I uh, or a little bit before I moved from where I was living to where I'm living now to Vancouver because Vancouver was and still is in my mind like the mecca of cannabis right like it was because they had the gray market um i think their gray market was around for like 10 years if not a little longer maybe even as long as as the medical market so this is a city that really understood um the industry the plant um uh selling it all of that stuff and i wanted to be around the folks that have been doing it for a while and so that's what I I did and I didn't think I was gonna actually incorporate food at first I didn't know what I was gonna do but I didn't think food was gonna be the thing but what happened was I was bumping into people from the city I used to live in and they were asking me about when I was gonna do food <laughs> and when I was gonna do food in the city and so I'm like okay well the universe is clearly saying that I'm still um meant to to do food to cook food but I knew that I couldn't cook it in the capacity that I used to. I couldn't, I didn't want to do festivals and large events and things like my body just isn't even with cannabis. Like I love cannabis for so many things. I'm going to segue real quick. I love it for so many things because when I consume it for pain, it doesn't erase the pain. It just masks the pain and numbs it a bit. So you still know the pain is there, but like, so that you don't overexert yourself, but at the same time, it's not like erased. And so because it wasn't erased, I knew I didn't want to do food um, in the way that I was doing it before. Right. And uh, then I just started to learn about cooking with it through um, meeting people who already did it in the city and also through online. And that's how I meshed what I used to do with my love of the plant. And then that's kind of how the cooking with cannabis came to be and then I wanted to do dinner parties which I did I launched um, a series called Faded Feast because I had done some collaborations with other um, folks in the cannabis space uh, but I decided I wanted to do like my own thing call them Faded Feast and then I did my first one in February of 2020 and then COVID came in March oh wow right and then that was that. And I was working for a, a cannabis company at the, while I was, you know, um, launching like my endeavors. Um, and so I was grateful to have a job during COVID, right? So I was grateful to have a job. Um, the dinner parties weren't a thing, but uh, Faded Living uh, became a, a, an idea of mine during COVID 
when I realized that, okay, if I can't really do dinner parties, because at the time in the beginning stages of COVID, like we didn't know what was going to go on. We didn't know, like once we knew that this was not going to be ending in six weeks, we kind of then didn't know, like, is this going to be like the new thing or what? Right. So I realized like, okay, I'm going to have to maybe shift and maybe dinner parties are not going to be something on the horizon right now, but what else can I do since we were doing everything virtually. And that's when the cooking with cannabis workshops, I'd yeah. done some, you know, like I'd done some cooking demos in person before COVID with other um, like collaborative events with people. But this is something that I thought, okay, I can actually do and present to, to people yeah. online. So definitely yeah. in the first year of, you know, the business, it was heavy on the workshop type thing. So I, I rolled out quite a few um, workshops, an intro to cooking with cannabis. I did a workshop on infusing your favorite cooking oils. So we kind of talked about the different types of oils and how each one is, what's the benefits of each one? Like right. coconut oil is like, you know, um, uh, really, really amazing for so many reasons, because it's great for vegans. It's, I call it like the most versatile oil because it's a topical as well as um, great for cooking with, you know, a lot of people, I love to put like coconut oil in my hair. Like I just love yeah. it on my skin. Like, you know, yeah. I know a lot of people don't love to use it on their skin, but I love coconut hey. oil. On my right. Skin for well. me, I can't use it on my skin because um, for some reason I break out, but it's definitely mm -hmm. antibacterial and great. Yeah, it's exactly. So yeah. I, you know, I use that um, to help um, rid myself and restore my health from a gut bacteria. It was Look heavy at that. It's, it's great for like um, yeah. uh, your teeth, like teeth pulling with coconut. Yeah, it's oil, so, yeah, it's so good. So, so I did a, a workshop just kind of talking about like different oils and um, what the benefits of working with them is. And then I did another series on cooking with cannabis and terpenes, where we would talk about one specific terpene and the benefits of that terpene, and yeah. then talk about cultivars that are high in that terpene. And then I would give you like a recipe that was, uh, would complement the terpene. So, um, yeah. I yeah, love that. Yeah. I love that because, you know, some people will say, uh, well, it, you know, people are saying, oh, well, when you cook with cannabis, you don't, the terpenes aren't in there. And I've noticed um, in my infusions that they, the, the terpenes still present, I can still taste the flavor of mm -hmm. the terpenes in Absolutely. certain cultivars. So not, not every terpene in that cultivar, but there are certain that still stand out and Absolutely. are present and I've noticed that, you know, infusing White Widow um, versus infusing like uh, Grape Ape or something like that are two different flavors. I taste yes. two different things. Yes. So, you know, like you said, you you know, you can taste the, the cannabis in there, you know, for those who like it, um, yeah. you can taste it in there. And I like to be able to taste the different flavors. Yeah, me too. I like, you know, yeah. Flavors. Absolutely. I love that as well as, um, you know, because I love working with ingredients and to me, like cannabis is still a herb as well, you yeah. know, like, that's what it is to me. So I'm utilizing it as a herb, you know, and, um, there are like, if you have copious amounts of cannabis, like there's lots of things you can do with the plant cooking wise, um, for people who have less access, then I do recommend things like 
to maybe infuse sauces and dressings and things of that nature more so that you maximize all the cannabinoids. You're not burning things off and you can really get all the benefits of it. But if you are growing and you have access on access on access, I say do it all. I say buy with it. Why not? I mean, what do you have to lose? It's all going to be beneficial. Like if you have access and you, and you, especially if you grow, like, you know, your return on growing X number of plants can be quite a lot so that you can really play around with with it and see what works and, and the effects that you get. But of course, for somebody who is limited and just wants to try it out, then yes, of course, I recommend like not cooking with high heat because you're going to burn off a lot of the cannabinoids on there. And, right. and then that's wasting you know, all the, the money that you put into it and not just the money, but also let's not forget your time is currency too, right? Like your energy that you've put into creating that dish. And if you're not going to get all the benefits in terms of that you need from it, then yeah, I do always recommend like doing low heat or all, or no heat recipes so that you yes. can. Yes, yes, I agree. I agree. And learning how when you, um, I love that you speak to it as an herb because it is. And then when you are in the world of herbalism and you understand how to create infusions with all the herbs, whether it's hot or cold and how to preserve, like you said, those terpenes, because the terpenes exist in all the other herbs as well. Exactly. It exists in so many things. And that's, that's um, one of the reasons like I noticed for us in Canada, one of the uh, hurdles and challenges that we have at, for all of us that are cannabis entrepreneurs, whether you are in the US or in Canada, is trying to um, promote yourself online or share information. And because of many of these social um, uh, media platforms are actually US owned, and the fact that it's not federally legal, we, in many cases, face potentially losing our accounts and being banned and things of yeah. that nature. So it's kind of hard to to share stuff. So that's kind of why I took a little bit of shift with the business to say that we're a herbal lifestyle company yeah. so that we talk about other herbs. Um, I mean, cannabis is my favorite herb. So right, yeah, right, right. but I will talk about lavender or I will talk about, right. you know, thyme or I will talk about other herbs as well to let people know that if you're not afraid, afraid of thyme or you're not afraid of um, oregano or basil or lavender or or mugwort or or so many other beneficial herbs out there, then you don't have to be so fearful of cannabis. Like as much control that you have that you put for yourself with the other herbs that you work with, you can do the same with cannabis as right, well. Right, right. And you don't have to worry about, you know, you know I'm going to get so high because there's ways to consume where the euphoric effect isn't present but you're still getting the medicinal or therapeutic benefits Absolutely. so i agree it's you know and but it's educational you yes. know being able to provide that education and i just love the workshops we should definitely collab on an international yes. one um and swap recipes yes and, and i would love that real fun you know I would absolutely love that. I have, I feel like the workshops were put on hiatus for a little bit because the minute that um, things started opening up again and people started to be able to go out and be in person, um, that part of the business kind of like went on a little bit of a hold, but I really see value in the workshops. I think it's really important to be able to just learn how to do things. And I teach, I actually teach people how to create like, you know, 
oil using 3.5 grams, right? So that they can just go into the, just to start. It doesn't have to be that you need to use an ounce no. to, to make your oil, right? Like, so I teach them how to do it. I give you, you know, the um, a calculation based on working with one cup because we're cooking in our homes. We're not making these large, we're not feeding a village, right? right? right. You're not a caterer. <laughs> no, you're just feeding yourself or, you know, you and your partner or something, right? Like, so it's really low key. So I try to teach you how to work with one cup so that you can get the calculations so that you know how much is in a tablespoon. Because yeah. that's how most of us dose, right? We dose with adding one tablespoon to whatever it is that we're doing so that we can understand how that works. And I also put the disclaimer, as always, we are working out of our home kitchens. Everybody's oven is going to have a level of uh, heat intensity different than another, you know, oven. So always know that there's room for error. And this is just like, we're giving you like something that is like a, a, a better than a guesstimate, you know, it's close, right. but it's not perfect. Right. Like it's, right. And it's informational and educational. Yeah. We exactly. are not medical providers, not medical providers. Exactly. Right? You know, yeah. and make sure that you know the laws in the area that you exactly. Yes. We definitely put all of that out uh, prior to, you know, beginning, yeah. uh, but, you know, for those, we want to make sure that people are able to consume it safely mm -hmm. and effectively um when, when when you work with less the chances are you can have a better experience especially if it's your first time than yeah. you work with too much i mean i'm thankful and i know you you are that there are things that you can do to help to alleviate um feeling too high or greening out and things like that like you know if you're consuming alcohol and you are getting too drunk like there's not a lot of things that you can do to like within 30 minutes, you're going to feel better or within an hour, you're going to feel better. You kind of just like have to ride it out. Even if you, you know, have it come out of your system by like throwing up or something, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to feel better. But like with cannabis, you can literally utilize CBD or um, even like um, certain terpenes like caryophylline black in the black pepper that you people, it's been helpful to people to sniff that or chew on peppercorns if they're not feeling well or have a lemon slice because of the lemonine and that terpene that's in there or drink orange juice, you know, like there are some things right. that you can do. Um, but essentially, even if the most smallest amount um, affects you, like there are always know that there are things that you can do. And something as simple as sleeping, mm -hmm. even just that alone, you will wake up yeah. feeling yeah. fresh, not groggy, and not whatever. That you're you know? going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you don't have to panic or, yeah. you know, feel anxious about it. Um, you know, like you said, there's a number of ways that you can uh, balance out the effect if you feel like you've had too much. But I'm finding that there's some people who are uh, high in tolerance, you know, because they consume heavily uh, through inhalation, that they're saying that the edibles, you know, and no matter like how high the dose is not working. It's them. not working. I know. I've heard that on many, many levels. And I think that that's why... I um uh did the terpene and um the terpenes kind of series for a bit because I don't know if you've heard this I know that it it actually has um increased the intensity for me but like I have infused let's say a mango smoothie right with and mango has mercy 
Mm-hmm. That is the terpene that's there. And um, sometimes I'll infuse it with uh, a cultivar that actually is high in myrcene, but sometimes it's just with another cultivar. Right. And I find that like when I have had a mango smoothie, like the effects is more potent than if I were to infuse just like a banana smoothie or something, right? So I find that with people who don't have, like they just don't have a tolerance, I always recommend like trying to um, consume it with also a terpene um, created recipe type of thing to see if the terpene can actually even activate it even more. Uh, And sometimes that can help. But again, we all have our own different yeah. endocannabinoid system and some people, it just doesn't affect them. Right, right. I, You know, oftentimes I, I wind up asking if they consume alcohol, you mm. know, that's, you know, that that can be um, something that affects your ability to absorb um, because right. of the liver. Let's be clear right. what happens when you eat an edible and what happens to the THC after it's processed through your digestive system and goes through the liver. So if your liver is not really in the best. Yeah, um, if it's not the strongest. Right, you know, as well as did you consume it on an empty stomach? You know, oftentimes you have to have an empty stomach to really, you know, for those who have that high tolerance um, you know, I would take a you know a lower dose on an empty stomach and then see and then know, see if it's, um if it's working. But yeah, if you're combining alcohol along with you know, you may have to do some detoxifying first exactly. <laughs> before exactly. you dive into the edible uh, arena. <laughs> and know? I've I've just learned with the plant that it is it's it's just something that you have to do a lot of trial and error. Yes. Right. You literally it's not it, and it, it and that's not the easiest thing for people because we are really kind of conditioned to do what is presented to us. Mm-hmm. Right. As opposed to like figuring out what really works for us individually. Right. 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 Exactly. And so, yes, trial and error. And then, you know, it can be discouraging to some because they want most of us. Want they the want the instant. instant. I know. Yeah. Right. Right. You want instant gratification. You want the quick fix, you know. And um, the thing is, like you said, when you're when you're consuming, you want to understand that it is going to be individual to you and your needs, your body and your intention. You and, know? and your intention. I think that's that's the thing that. um people also fail to uh, forget that, yes, there are, um, you know, the indica sativa hybrid, all that kind of stuff. There is that talk, but to be honest, I can make an indica do whatever it wants. I want it to do. And I can make a sativa do whatever, you know what I mean? Like there's like, if I take an indica and I want to, you know, I'm going out for a walk and I, I'm not trying, I'm not falling asleep as I'm walking. I am. It's energizing me. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of energizing indicas out there, right? Like there's a lot of hazes are in in many cases considered under the sativa, you know what I mean? And a lot of haze is, can be very like um, sedating. Yes. You know, yes. so it's like at the end of the day, it is your intention. In my personal opinion, it is like, what do I want it to do before I consume? Like, and every time that I consume, it's usually for some specific reason, right? Like it's not, sometimes it's just for no reason at all. And that's cool too. <laughs> but a lot of times it's for like, if my morning, you know, like I started the day with a joint, so when I start the day like that, like I'm going out for a walk, I'm getting that fresh, like it's the, it's like my, 
my uh you know rolling it off for the day like you know it's like like that's what that first joint is is that's the intent of it but my end of day joint um could be the same exact cultivar but now I want to go to sleep Mm -hmm. so now this is going to get me sedated because I'm telling it what I want I'm telling her what I want her to create yeah yeah. and she's going to give you what your body needs and what you need of consumption you know, so that's the beauty of really, like you said, the relationship you build with the plant. Um, and also, you know, just like if we're, we're supplementing, you know, so if you're, if your ECS is deficient in an area where the plant comes in and supplements, that's what it's going to do um, at the time. And you have to tap into what your body needs. And that really comes with self-care, like intentional self-care. Exactly. Self-care, self-awareness. And I know that um, over the past, you know, even within 10 years, there's been that shift where we are taking more of that thought process. We do have more of that um, mentality. Like, you know, I'm in my 40s. So I have come from a time where that's not the way we were thinking. You know, I was TV raised, man. Like we were like sedated in many different ways really you know um but now I found that within the last 10 years like a lot of people are taking control of their own lives and what works and realizing that a blank something that might be blanket was a blanket solution for everyone it doesn't actually work for everybody no no and especially like you said for black women you know, now we're becoming more intentional and aware about caring for ourselves because we give so much of ourselves and so much has been taken. And so now, you know, we want to pour back into ourselves and cannabis is a tool to be able to do that. Um, You know, and so I I definitely invite um, anyone who's interested to contact us, you know, contact us and reach out and we're more than happy to help and guide and, and give you some insight into what it is that you're uh, curious about if you've never consumed. But 100%. before we go, you know, I want to definitely dive into Faded Living Podcast and how yes. that came into fruition. And yes. then let us know how we can contact you, reach out, connect and support. You know, where does your business need support? Absolutely. Okay. So Fated Living and Friends, this podcast is now officially on um, season three. Uh, Takesha, thank you so much. You also have been a guest on my podcast. Um, I am rolling out uh, Takesha's um, episode is going to be actually rolled out on Friday. Thank you. It's Friday. So this is, I'm so great, grateful. Um, But I started this podcast essentially to uh, be a space for diverse voices to share what we do in the industry. Um, again, you know, like I mentioned, when I started the business, it was around, uh, it was around like COVID times kind of thing. Uh, legalization in this country happened in 2018. So I kind of started the business around 2020, 2021, around there. So we're still fresh in terms of the, the legalization state, but the, the, um, the demographic of folks that are in the space are now becoming more diverse. And I wanted to showcase a platform 
you know, for all folks, right? So I, I speak to everybody. Um, but what I've learned is that it is like, if, if I looked at, you know, the, the number of people, I think I've now chatted with about like 52 people already. Like it is a diverse group of folks, you know? And, and I think that that's really cool to show people and not just in Canada. So like, as, as you know, like I spoke with you, uh, I wanted to show that um, there is just a lot of amazing people doing amazing things in the space. I also wanted to show um, people who are not familiar with the cannabis space, how normal cannabis entrepreneurs and consumers really are, how much magic we have on, how um, uh, self-sufficient we are, how, how much we persevere through, because it's not an easy industry to try to build a name for yourself and to build a sustainable business in, right? So I wanted to be a, a, a space to share those stories so that people, you know, understand like, we love this plant, you know, like we love this plant. And why do we love this plant when there are so many sometimes hurdles that um, all of us face, actually, regardless of your ethnicity, um, all of us face it uh, because the stigma is still there, right? So regardless if I'm a white man who is launching a cannabis business, I'm still going to be faced with stigma. When I try to go get a bank account, when I try to go, they don't care because it's the plant they don't like, you know? So a lot of times they don't, they don't care. So I wanted to be a space for for um, new folks who don't know anything about the plant to hear about us. And then for people who are in the space to get inspiration, because sometimes it's not, you know, even in the summertime, I was like not certain if I wanted to, how long I wanted to stay in the, in the space because it, it, it's, it can be so slow moving. It can be fast moving slow, but it can be slow as molasses. Like you're just kind of like uncertain. And every time I listen or record an episode, I do get inspired. I do get inspired by people. I do, I do get inspired. So that is one of the reasons why I launched that um, as well. And I think that this industry is hugely built on collaboration. And so part of the podcast is my way of collaborating with people because essentially, you know, each episode we're cross promoting now, right? You know? So that to me is a way to, that's to me, part of the culture, right. As part of like showing that there's enough money to be made by us all. Right, right. And I love that because the plant is collaborative with yes. all the different terpenes and so many different yes. that work together in synergy to bring balance and whatever it is you're desiring when Absolutely. you consume. So, you know, the like you said, the space, the community, the industry should reflect that. If you're consuming it right, you know, I don't know, I don't know what's going on, but if you're consuming it right. So um, how can we reach out and how can we listen in on your podcast? Thank you again for having me on. I appreciate that. Um, like I said, let's promote. Um, if you do know any other Black women in the space that would love to come you up. and connect, please share. I love to connect with someone from the continent, the motherland. Thanks you know, from the UK, you know, so that's my hope to start really reaching different areas. Yes, reach all. Of, I have some folks that I'm going to be connecting with uh, you with. Absolutely. And for those who want to connect with me, um, it's uh, fadedliving.com is my website. So that's a great place to start. I am lucky enough to have been able to snag the at faded living handle on all social media platforms. So 
at Faded Living. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook just by putting that in. You're definitely going to be able to find me on all those spaces. And then also even in terms of like reaching me out through email, um, info at fadedliving.com is the the best way to reach me. But I'm always here to answer any questions because in my personal opinion, I feel like if everybody had every adult let's just you know preface every adult had a little thc in their system the vibrational level of this planet would be off the chain so if you have any questions you know i'm always here to like help you and i also know and i also want to preface before we go like i know that cannabis isn't for everybody and that's why it's great to you know reach out to those who have some um if you have any questions and also to start low you know, like to start with a low dose just to see if it does work for you rather than jumping into the deep end type of thing, right? Like start low and just kind of see, does this work? How does this feel for you? And let's not forget there is CBD where CBD has all of its benefits. And now we're getting other cannabinoids, CBN, CBG, like there's just so many other cannabinoids that are out there that THC doesn't necessarily have to be your thing, right? Right. You could get a lot of benefits from the other cannabinoids as well. Yes, I agree. You know, so you don't have to jump in and be a daredevil. You don't oh, have to. I mean, I love it, but it, you <laughs> right. know, you don't have to. Right, right. You don't have to be succumb to peer pressure and, you know, amongst your friends and eat, yeah. you know, the scary high dose, you know, edible or, you know, or, you know, take more toast than you desire. Exactly. In the right, right. You can say, and, you know, and, and treat it, like you said, come to it as any other plant medicine that you would consume you would first you know start low and see how it works with you before you dive in anymore and all of nicole's uh socials and uh website info will be in the description along with her bio so please reach out how can uh you be supported in this space is there anything that you're seeking specifically right now and any events you have coming up So I don't have any events yet. I am going to be rolling out a workshop. I had wanted to do it at the end of this month, but I am going to push it to next month. So stay tuned for information on that. I do have apparel and I created a... um, uh, uh, a line for Black History Month last year called the Faded in Black and Faded Ally hoodies and t-shirts that I have. It's for the... um, uh, faded in black 365 collection because you know we are black and beautiful 365 days out of the year so um but for those who are inclined to support a, a black business during um, black history month feel free to stop by my shop check out um there are other uh, branded hoodies and t-shirts as well but especially for this time of the month if you want to be faded in black check it out, get yourself a t-shirt, a hoodie, you know what I mean? We got crop hoodies too. So uh, we got all for the girls and the boys and the the theys, you know what I mean? So all of the things. Um, And yeah, definitely check out for uh, the workshop that will be coming up. I'm going to do that virtual. And then moving forward, I would love to do more collaborative um, workshops as well, because I think that as much as we are out in these streets, um, the virtual component of life is still going to be a big thing. So yeah. I want to reactivate that because I still think a lot of people are um, not necessarily as comfortable being out in loud crowds and doing all of those things yet and, and may never, you know, and I think that it's important to offer 
um, entertainment, educational op opportunities online as well as in person. So yeah, stay connected. Instagram is probably one of the spaces that I post a lot of what I do and what will be happening first. And then um, you'll see it on some of the other channels. So always stay connected at Faded Living on Insta. Yes, thank you so much. And of course, we'll have to have you back. Yes. Um, like you said, a collaborative effort yes. would be great. You were international. So, you know, we can make sure that it gets out across the board yes. for everyone to be able to participate um, because it'll be virtual. Absolutely. And Again, and, and just to come onto the platform and connect with the other women in the community that have been featured as well. Be, uh, you know, you're more than open to uh, contacting them to participate and be on the, the Faded Living uh, po and podcast. I'm quite sure they would love to. Yes, I would love that because um, I'm always looking for new folks to share stories. And I forgot to mention that uh, one of the easiest ways to listen to the podcast is to hit hit it up on Spotify because that's, that's right. where all, all the folks are on the Spotify. So, I mean, you can find it on other other spots as well, but Spotify is definitely yes. yes, and I'll surely be sharing uh, once it drops. So I appreciate you again for that time and that special episode. Um, and peace, love, and light, everyone. If you are a Black woman who consumes cannabis for your health and well-being, you are an entrepreneur in the space, or you're an employee and you want to share your story, please reach out to me so we can get you featured. And again, Nicole, I appreciate your time. Reach out to her uh, at fadingliver.com. You can reach out to me at nativenubian.com. And until next time, peace and love, everyone. Bye. Hey, where's the stop record? <laughs> <laughs>